and uh, and keep it rolling from that. Shit, I mean, um, and we spoke about this being in part of the format is being able to, you know, set the ground, introduce each other, introduce ourselves, introduce the concept and grow this organically. So who, what I see the space as being is honestly a, a communal space where, where ideas are going to be, ideas are going to be shared, um, topics going to be conversed about coming from people who, um, coming from people who, who truly invest in a, in a personal capacity to, to, to thinking about things um, and, and just kind of bringing that, you know, kind of sharing that more than anything is I want this to a place for people to feel safe in being wrong because, you know, there's a lot of things that, that, that I don't know that I'm wrong about and I want this to be the space where we can laugh about the things that we're wrong about, learn about the things that we're wrong about and grow from the things that we're wrong about, you know? Yes, sir. Hey, bro, we're going to be wrong a lot. I'm glad you included that. Oh, yeah. Option. We will be like, yo, joyfully wrong. You know what I mean? The all the way wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> At times, for sure. Um, and yeah, man, we invite y'all to be wrong, to let us know, to be wrong with us, to let us know when we're wrong. Um, we really do want this, especially, you know, as we start out, it's an opportune time for this to be a back and forth to this, for this to really be, you know, a communal space. Um, for sure, for sure. Like, and I'll bring that right back to you too. Um, you know, same thing, my G, what, what do you see this whole, uh, this podcast being for you? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I feel like I'm cheating in answering this even a little bit because we did have, you know, uh, episode, the prequel to episode. Practice. Yeah, the prelude or whatever. But, um, you know, something I said during that was that if you black, bro, it been hard. Like, period. You know? Um, mm -hmm. And as a black man, uh, 2020 especially, but, you know, just life has been hard in America. Um, and I want you to get into a little bit of your space as well, but uh, I know that when it gets hard for me, um, it has benefited me hugely, like, in ways that I can't even express, to have you to talk to, um, to have my other brothers, my older brother to talk to, even my younger brother, my pops, um, just the fact that he in my life, my moms, you know what I mean? The support system around me is built um, to last and has built me to last and just to, to hopefully continue to survive what this world is throwing at me and retain my sanity. But this space is important to me because I feel like it is a space for, you know, those conversations which have been so um, fulfilling to me and so calming to me to run over into this space, you know, into, into this community. You know, those conversations that keep me yeah. safe for us to bring yeah. back to other people. I think a lot of them, especially the ones that we need to have as black men right now, um, in terms of the ways that we need to step up, um, in terms of the ways that we need to, you know, stand up for our rights, the rights of others, um, to do better in terms of the way that we treat our women, um, to do better in the way that we treat intersectionality, the way that we deal with our emotions. Um, so this space, I think, can be hugely beneficial to bring those conversations to. Um, and I'm excited yeah. for it as an opportunity as well. Uh, I'm gonna stop rambling in a second, but um, to like really- You know, really. To really give everybody who sees this and who's in on this at this moment, right? Like. I want this to be as transparent as possible. We've had conversations about that, about really letting people know, like, you're gonna really see us build this up from like, I'm not a very social media active person. You know what I'm saying? You've, you've dabbled, you know, been in and out of that social media sphere. Um, <clears throat> but- uh, The devil, I, I bounce in, get some DMs and I bounce back out. Bruh, see? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this dude, the bandwidth bandit over here. But you know what I'm saying? It's like- Bandwidth bandit, this thing. <laughs> 
But like, and I'm not to cut you off, B, but like, I want that to actually be something that we get to talk about later on in today's episode, which is just about, um, pod, uh, into about, about social media and that type of thing. That's been something that I've been very interested in. So that, you know, I, I like that. I liked for that to be something we, we, we dive into at some point today. Yeah, man, the social media growing, like, so you're going to really see us really grow this mug from like, from nothing, you know, if you, if you are seeing this, this is episode one, you know, join because like, I believe in this. I think that we can take this. This is a mm-hmm. moment that we can seize, bro. It's a moment we can seize in terms of talking about serious topics. It's a moment mm-hmm. we can seize in terms of the world and the sphere of social media and, and content being Plato for us to mold, you know what I mean? Um, not even in our own image, but in the image of our community and representational images that people will see themselves in. I want other people to see themselves not only in this as we speak, but everybody the community talks, but like to see them like literally, no, I want my homies that do <clears throat> rap. I want the rappers to be mm-hmm. hear their music on this podcast here. Let's talk about it. I want the females that do hair, the dudes that do hair, whatever it be, mm-hmm. have their shot mentioned on this podcast. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, this is a community. This is a platform for you. Um, and get in while we, while we little, we want to link with all the builders. Um, so that you mm-hmm. can build bigger when we all big, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and we we're we're people that we're people that have, you know, we people that are exploring their 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 artistic expression. Like I said before, like really, this is a matter of uh, of us taking a journey in a journey together as friends, as friends for a decade almost. You know, as best friends for a decade, um, just kind of taking this journey together and. And take what we do in our professional, um, in our professional capacities, and bring that into a sphere that's slightly more, that's 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 more light and more and more and less formal and more inclusive for for people to ride along with us in this journey. That's that's something that I'm excited to share for sure. Big facts, big facts. I mean, you hit on something that's hugely important to me. Um, I want to talk about hugely important topics, but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't, there's a lot of things I don't want this shit to be. I don't want to pander to nobody. I don't want to, you know. That means there's some episodes that are definitely going to have to get cut. If there's yeah. no pandering, there's some episodes that are not going to make it. There are some episodes that aren't going to make it. There are some future episodes that I want us to have conversations with the people about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to pander. I don't want to take ourselves too seriously. Um, you know what I mean? I don't want, you know, th- this podcast is, I want it to be, about life and a celebration of life, a celebration of black life. And we have to, as black people, navigate politics, but this isn't gonna be a political current events um, podcast. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, yeah. you're gonna take those topics and those different things will weave in and out as they come naturally with the things that we discuss and experience. Um, yeah, because that's not true to us, right? Like the whole concept of, um, the whole concept of being, of being up on pop events and popular you know, that, that's not something we speak about necessarily in our, in our private capacity so i don't think i don't think that that's something that would it wouldn't it wouldn't gel naturally and our what our artistic integrity with this comes into is that it has to be natural if it if it has to be forced or if it's something that we that that we're uncomfortable with or don't normally or don't normally you know interact with on a daily basis then it's you know it's it's, it's going to be it's unnatural and that and that's something that we try to hold dear to to ourselves yes the flow the flow the flow 
the flow is important. The flow will be discussed and addressed directly, mm-hmm. corrected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, man. But uh, another thing that that go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of flows, though, let's you know we do have a segment in we do have segments in this podcast which is dapping up, where you just let us know what type of flow, what type of energy you're stepping into this podcast with. That's before we dive into the serious things. Just uh, you know, clear the air, give each other space, listen to each other, and give a a black man a space to be able to 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 express himself. So, dap in, my brother, and tell me what you're coming in with. Bro, thank you for bringing structure back to this month. Um, thank you for asking me. I'm a kind of, I think this, this segment right here, the dap up, is important for a lot of reasons. Um, so I'm going to extend it today, especially so that we can talk about not only how we're doing today, but also uh, who we are, you know what I mean? And, and give a little bit of introduction into, um, I guess, the perspectives that we that we are providing, right? Um, and also the dap up as well, because I feel like that's, you know, that speaks to Black man checking in, that's something we can do more emotionally, right? We naturally dap each other up. Let's be natural about seeing what's going on with each other, too. So um, I'm straight, bro. I'm home. I'm healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, the family is good. So that's one, two, and three right there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hustling. I'm working. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we putting together all sorts of content. We got this going. Um, I'm doing my own little thing with the mixes, um, so you know I'm trying to I'm trying to write more, read more, um, but I'm good, man. I'm trying to take in all this crazy news that we are in the midst of, you know, with um, not a grain of salt, but just like trying to take in what news I can, process it, yeah, talk, talk it out, do the work I need to do, and then maybe expose myself to a little bit more news. Cause it's crazy out there. Yeah. Just trying to find that balance. Um, and then kind of rolling that into uh, the introduction. What up? Why weren't uh, I'm Miles Xavier? You know what I'm saying? Uh, AKA Daniel Ocean, AKA Finesco Bar. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The list goes. <laughs> Finesco Bar. Hey, bruh. Hey, bruh. Um, what to say? I'm, uh, I'm coming to you live from the south side of Chicago. I live in the South Shore. Um, I yeah. work in this community, um, in anti-violence and community support. Um, yeah, man, before that I was doing marketing research, which was cool, working with like data analytics. Um, but I just reached a point where, you know, I had developed some skills in that area and I was like, let me apply those skills to something a little bit closer to home for real. Um, and I couldn't be happy, yeah. you know, I love my job. I love working in my community. I love working with black folks, particularly black, the black folks um, that are really busting their ass every day to make a difference for these kids, to make a difference in the narrative that we see about Chicago. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the perspective. I'm humbly, humbly, humbly coming to it with as like a newbie in this field, you know, standing on the work yeah. of so many other folks that I'm trying to educate myself about um, and that we'll speak about later on this podcast. Um, but I'm I'm a I'm a music lover. I love hip hop. I love R and B. I love soul music. I love jazz. I love sounds. Um, man, what else? You're a DJ. Ah, hey, bro. I don't know if I could wear that title yet. There's a couple titles. I'm like I'm I'm under. I'm under. Aspiration. My <laughs> ass. I'll, I'll tell you, G. Like titles are such a funny thing, right? And like 
titles and imposter syndrome are next to each other. Like recently, um, we were updating our our LinkedIn page, right? And so I had a conversation with my sister, and I was like, "Is philanthropist the right word to use when it comes to the work that people do?" <laughs> Bro, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right writing philanthropist. So I ended up settling with the term activist. Literally asked it three times. I was like, "Oh, am I philanthropist? Are we philanthropists?" So yeah, yeah, but it, you know, but it, it speaks to it speaks to um, it speaks mm-hmm. to not wanting to associate yourself with titles, despite how true or not true that they might be and relevant to you. Because you are a DJ, you mix, you make sense, you have a DJ set. Hey, bro. I think. Uh, all right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna. <laughs> I love. I love that. I love that. So what I'm gonna do real quick is I'm gonna lay out some of the titles that give me. Uh, imposter syndrome and I want you to talk about who you are the work that you do and maybe some of the titles that give you imposter syndrome for sure um, but that I am for sure for so some of my aspirational titles mm-hmm. include oh damn we got Siri. I didn't get that could you try again yo I'm trying to get Siri to shout out oh, Siri trying to join in on this too hey bro that's how you know it's hot bro they listening hey shout out to FBI agents <laughs> in the background too um <laughs> imposter syndrome let's listen up yeah, but, um, all right, so, yeah, my aspirational titles, DJ, uh, I think activist slash organizer, I think those are nuancedly different things, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I where I might fall between those things. Um, I do aim to be a philanthropist one day, so maybe we can add that to the LinkedIn at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, and then and human, human, human first. Wait, black man first, human second, or something like that. But those are in there too. Man. Depending on who you ask. Not matter. <laughs> Not matter. Not matter. Depending on who you ask. That's an important part of my identity right now. Has always been, but it's an important part of my identity to say. Um, right now. I'm an ally of women. I'm an ally of, I'm trying to be a better ally of the queer and gender community um, every day. Um, yeah, man. Look at you. Look at you pandering. Hey, hey, bro. But I, but aspirational pandering. You know what I'm saying? Aspirational. Aspirational pandering. Hey, bro. So what? So which titles then give you imposter syndrome? That that either you've been called or that you do not like to recognize in yourself. Uh, we ain't gonna get away from your introductions too far, but uh, I think I wouldn't consider myself a DJ yet. Um, especially in this time, what that means, um, especially online, right? So, like, it's something I've worked on during COVID, during quarantine and all that, but um, I think until I get it together enough so I can navigate live sets in this day of streaming and licensing or start performing live in some capacity, I don't want to call myself a DJ. That gives me a opportunity. Activist and organizer is really hard because there's so many, when I hear that, there's so many, so many people who've done such amazing things completed so many projects that I've witnessed and been a part of, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, 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 I shy away from that, even though I want that. I work, I'm working towards it. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. So, let's go. Let's hear and that's, that's it. Yeah, for sure. And I was gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna watch, watch, watch this, uh, watch this, uh, segue. Watch my segue, you feel me? Um, but, I was just going to say, like, in terms of the whole imposter syndrome portion of it, it's like, I think 
I think we always set like an interesting barometer for us to 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 qualify once we reach that place. And the funny thing is, it's like it's like the higher you get to it, the the higher that barometer keeps on going up. So it's gonna be like, all right, I want to be, um, I want to do. It's if I'm only a DJ, if I'm doing live sets, and then it's like, okay, I'm a live set DJ, but I want to do, a, I want to be a live set DJ. All to say that I feel I feel definitely the same way about some of the titles that I'll speak on, but um, I'm checking in with nothing but positivity, um, gratitude, excitement. You know the fact that the fact that my my week ends with me getting to talk to my brother and going and going on this journey of forming community to me is an absolute blessing. Um, uh, so that's the energy I come with. Who I am, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I am a activist. I am a I, I am a foundation co-owner. I'm a I'm a black man. I'm a free black man. Um, and when we come to things that like <laughs> turn, when we come to uh, titles that make me uncomfortable, definitely philanthropist didn't sit well with me. So I ended up changing philanthropist for for activist. You know, um, and I do definitely think that with the work that we do, um, a lot of the work that I do definitely you know, centers around being able to provide financial uh, financial literacy products and services to disenfranchised people, running a foundation that looks to put solar computer labs into um, public schools in Africa that don't have that, that don't have access to those types of things. And so, you know, that to me is activism. That to me is my that's my protest to the system is to say, okay, there is there there as we've been told that there's only one way for capitalism to allow you to thrive as a person, and that way tends to be um, opposite in opposite directions of how to help people. And I am protesting that notion with that you can definitely merge, you know, meet those two things in the middle and do it for causes that are furthering. Black people and Black youth in particular. So, Harambe. Okay. <laughs> yes, Black capitalism is for sure an episode all on its own. Um, and we will definitely, we definitely. Will pick that and many other things apart. But, um, yeah, man, just, I mean. Successful. Successful. That's a title I don't, that's a title that's difficult to, uh, that's a title that gives me imposter syndrome. Yeah. Successful is something that gives me imposter syndrome. I feel that. Elaborate on that. Elaborate on that. It's it's because it's because I think every the the everyone's definition of success is very subjective. I think everyone's term is very subjective, and so everyone holds a unique understanding of what success would mean to them but then a very superficial criteria of what success looks like on other people. And so people will then be very liberal in being able to extend that accolade to somebody, even though if they were in the same position, they still wouldn't be able to consider themselves successful. So it could be, uh, it could, you know, an insecurity, whatever you want to call it, but that's definitely a term I struggle with, but um, I definitely, you know, that's what we're working towards. That's the goal is, is to be successful in our endeavors. Well, I'm getting, I, I, you may struggle with these terms, but I'm getting successful in philanthropic vibes from you, dog. 
you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it's likewise, true. brother. Likewise. But um, so this is beautiful, man, because you touched on some things that I think allowed me to um kind of extend this conversation and use this, continue to use this episode to like add context to what we do. Um so why don't you say a little bit more just about where you're at, where you're from. Um, and then from what you said, I feel like, you know, a lot of that has been centered around your community, your people, um, giving back, right? So why don't you talk, tell us where you're from, tell us where you're at, um, tell us what's going on there, just in terms of some of the issues, uh, some of the beautiful things, and then cap it off with, uh, like, what does success mean to you? You know what I mean? It means different things to different people, but what does success mean to you in that space and beyond? G, like, you know, reporting live from Johannesburg, South Africa right now. So, you know, South African. Um, second home is Southside Chicago. Um, so, um, you know, being, being, being exposed to and around poverty and struggle is something that I've been, able, been fortunate enough to experience in, in different cities and in different, you know, in different parts of the world. So I think inevitably... Once, if you're privileged enough to be able to join the corporate, the corporate sphere, and to and to be a part of that whole thing, it's either you'll, you know, you'll 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 strive to to excel in the corporate world, or you'll realize that maybe this is not necessarily for you, and try to do things that are outside of that, you know. And I think that we have been fortunate in the sense that we have bonded over we have bonded over our, our journey of being able to give back to our community started at the same time. Um, so I can, I consider that a privilege and, and the issues are, are quite similar around the world. Right. So, and I don't want to speak on what the issues are in, in Southside Chicago, because I do think that you're more well-versed to do that. But if we talk about just like black issues around the world, right. If we talk about South Africa, our number one or one of the highest issues and should be rated number one is gender-based violence against our women. Our women are consistently being raped, murdered, and, um, and, and attacked at rates that are significantly higher than anywhere else in the world. You speak to women in South Africa, they'll, they'll, they'll let you know just the, the difficulty that comes in being a woman over here. But I don't want that to also overshadow the fact that South Africa is a, is a place with some very, very serious creatives and and, and entrepreneurial minds and spirits and, and intellectuals, young black intellectuals. And I do really think that South Africa is the closest thing we have to Wakanda um, anywhere, you know, which is pretty fly to me. So in, in, in being able to express like our work in the communities, like if you had to draw similarities between, and you've been to South Africa, so if you had to draw similarities between poverty in Africa and poverty in Chicago, what would you, what would you say it is? Um, I would say one that it's systemic, right? Um, mm. I would say that in both cases, it is systems, some working exactly as they're designed to work, others failing, um, the people in various ways, failing to provide resources, failing to provide opportunities, failing to provide living conditions, um, failing to provide basic human rights. Um, it's an institutional problem um, that allows different people across different generations to come into different positions, 
Um, just kick the shit out of my laptop. My bad, Pimpin. Catch the Holy Ghost while niggas is talking to you. And uh, shout, you know what I'm saying? Kick, kick your laptop over. Oh, you We're going to get to it in this month. But yes, man, I would say that the poverty that I've seen in those places is institutional, it is systemic, and it is uh, disproportionately uh, aimed like a weapon at black bodies. Um, give give examples of the systemic nature that you and the systemic similarities. Yeah, um, I would just say access is one, right? Access to a variety of things, access to education, um, access to uh, tools, whether that's internet, whether that's books. Transportation. Whether, yes, exactly. The the every little thing um that we take for granted as we move up the economic ladder ladder and get more comforts right people are fighting for and trying to figure out every day right so in trying to pull people out of that in trying to change that right you're going you have to understand that poverty in these spaces right is you're, whatever you're going to ask them to do, whatever you're going to ask poor people to do to fix the problem themselves, realize that they are spending energy figuring out things that you take for granted every day. So that's, there the, type you go. Of, that's the type of shit that I see in both of those spaces. Um, but I also see a beautiful, amazing, uh, astounding, astonishing, uh, awe-inspiring mm-hmm. uh, resilience. You know what I mean? I see, and sense of community. Yes. Yes, I see a sense community. of community. I see love. I see, um, you know, connections between people, between members of community that pass the bonds of of family that that speak to having been through something awful, but also speaks to having cultivated something even greater inside, right? And you see, yeah, that, like that's like I saw what you did that because you're talking about Africa, so you had to. I see what you did. And a Chadwick is on the mind. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> nah, G, that's that's real, bro. That's real. And like, um, the funny thing is that you can the the similarities between people in different hoods is is so similar. Like that's why you can leave Southside Chicago and come to Soweto and like immediately assimilate, you know, like just 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 assimilate to it because the 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 heart and the energy and the spirit of people is very relatable and it's very natural and it's it, it almost is it almost is a a testament to who people are just a sec at their core <laughs> listen to siri jumping in <laughs> hold on let me write these notes down <laughs> um it's also who people are at their core when when faced with similar adversity and are stripped from the the access and luxuries that that distract us is that we really are a loving communal um, people. Yeah, and I think, I mean, speaking directly to that love, right? I think um, a big part of why I want this podcast to be so community oriented, right? So like for real, y'all, like whoever is listening, like put in comments, tell us if you like it, if you hate it, put in the link to- We're gonna read them. Yeah, put in the link to whatever you got going on, your project, um, you know, your job, whatever it is, like this, I want this to have a sense of community, and I want this to be built around community because 
uh, I feel so blessed. I feel like I've had so many experiences um, that I want to share, um, including, right, like going to Africa, not many Black people, uh, not many African-Americans ever had the chance to go back to Africa, period. But for me to be able to go back and to be welcomed with open arms to a family, to your family, um, you know, to, and, and to be, you know, accepted in that way, in that space, bro, is like something that I want to share because it, it speaks to how powerful we are. You know what I mean? It speaks, yeah. to, it speaks to just like the beauty of black people, of the diaspora, of that connection. Um, and, it, and it can exist. And I want to create that and share that with as many people as possible. Um, because there are connections to be made, you know what I mean? And who knows who the next two friends that meet, you know, with talking about the podcast, hearing the music, we talking about checking out Bang War, who knows who the next two people that's going to connect and be able to find, bring something together, bring us all a little bit closer is going to be. Bro. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of it is, is, is bringing each other closer in this communal this communal matter. All right, then in that case, if, if we're talking about bringing people together, we have also are, are, are experimenting with a segment in the podcast where we take topics from topics from the comments, topics from oh, yeah, people that we know. <laughs> <laughs> you want a gunshot and know what you said? No, I said topics from y'all. So we're going to do this one for y'all for the first time, but y'all going to have to supply the topics next time. Keep this rolling. For sure. For sure. So um, mm-hmm. we're joined, you know, we have my sister, No Wonder, who's around, and she. the topic that she's brought up is the Kardashians closing, uh, ending their show. Do you, Can you, like, pull up, like, what the... Can you, can you read what they were saying? So essentially, um, apparently... I, I I don't know how to I don't know how to approach this. I'm not <laughs> sure how to approach this. So wait, so because I'm un, I'm un, I'm unfamiliar. I'm unfamiliar. I'm, I I will admit. Okay. So this is so what so what are we talking about? Keep going. The up of the Kardashians is a wrap. Allegedly, can you can you can you pull up what? Okay, we're about to. Okay, I have I have what was written. From Kim Kardashian. From Kim Kardashian. She wrote this on her Instagram. To our amazing fans. It is question. So. <laughs> question. If, if we get a topic, do we immediately discuss it? Or do we decide whether or not we want to discuss it? I think typically we'll decide whether or not we want to discuss it. But I'm down to see where this is going. Okay, because I have decided I don't want to discuss this, but because I'm in it now, I will continue to read it. We're in it. Uh, we're, in, we're not, though. We're not in it. You say we're in it, but I, we're, we're, we're not at all in it yet. Do we have other topics? Okay. Do we don't have other Do we have other topics? Joe Budden. Joe Budden. That's a good, that's a good topic to, to discuss. Damn, we got it. All right. Kim, Kim Kardashian or Joe Budden podcast? I don't, I don't know which. Somebody, which way. Somebody, <laughs> no. somebody whose stuff I kind of like a lot, and somebody whose stuff I kind of <laughs> couldn't give a fuck about. 
Um, all right, I guess let's talk about Joe then. Let's let's talk about the let's talk about the Joe thing. Um, it's um I don't know how we want to be able to bring it because it comes it's it's from a bunch of different angles. But bro, I'll tell you this right. It is if for 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 those for the for for the audience that that's unfamiliar, Joe Button Podcast is one of the most popular, if not the most popular podcast on um, Spotify. Um, it's a podcast that we draw a lot of. Um, it's a podcast that we enjoy a lot. I would say we 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 format we we formatted our podcast around it, but it's definitely something that we enjoy and we learn from. Um, and I think that's important to note because the conversation around domestic violence and things of that nature is something that's entrenched in this in the debacle that's happening right now. There's a lot of things to unpack about it. Um, essentially, Joe Bun's contract. He has a you know one of the largest. Uh, podcast in spotify they're about to their contract is about to end it happened in a very public fallout following that there were accusations that have come up from ex-girlfriends that he won beat beat her and then ex-fiance both ex-fiance said the same thing that he uh beat her beat them and also allegedly masturbated a dog I do not want to talk about the masturbated a dog portion of it because I do think that that is um, irrelevant, and I don't think that that is. Um, I would okay. I've been corrected to say that it's not irrelevant, but I would say that I that that is not something I I want to. I want to touch on. <laughs> you don't want to touch on the dog. Is what you're saying. Okay, you see, I'm gonna need y'all to chill. <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to chill. All right. I'm gonna need y'all to chill. <laughs> no, I don't want to touch on the dog. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's all you had to say, bro. That's all you had to say. <laughs> you trying to touch on the dog? It was chess. Hey, dude, too soon, man. Too soon. All right. <laughs> um. All right. So this is this is tough because first of all, I want to acknowledge that hell yeah, I fuck with the Joe Button podcast. I listen to that shit often. Um. Like you said, I think what we're trying to do here is a little bit different, um, but I fuck with their format. I fuck with, and they bring a lot of levity um, to my to my day when I check them out. So I fuck with them. It's hard to hear this shit about anybody that provides content that you fuck with, whether it's your favorite musician, actor, writer, whatever it is. A lot of us um, have had those people, um, you know, whether you want to call them heroes or, or not, whatever do shit that's fucked up. Um, I think... Do you believe it? Well, so, in Joe Budden's particular case, he's spoken at length about things that have happened in the past, right? Um, There has at least been one accusation against him that was proven false. There's other accusations where he's acknowledged some wrongdoing, but not outright beating women. Um, I would say that if I'm just keeping it, like, if I'm keeping the same energy that I keep with any of these cases, when there's multiple women saying the same thing, it looks fucked up, right? Um, it doesn't look good for you uh, because, you know, if one woman says something, it doesn't look good for you, right? Mm-hmm. But you can, you know, you can plausibly say, I want to hear both sides of the argument, especially with somebody who's had these allegations leveraged against them falsely in the past. With this situation right here, I don't know, I haven't looked into the scenario, but 
when I've heard Joe Budden speak directly about this topic, he seems to be someone who brings the, the topic, the people involved, violence against women in the current situation, um, who seems to handle it with a certain amount of gravity and, and understanding of, of the seriousness of that, of those accusations and that act. That doesn't mean he didn't do it. Um, and I will be the first to say that if it is proven that he did it, if we get evidence of him doing some shit like that, um, then I won't be able to enjoy that podcast anymore. Uh, for me, I guess I need to, this is more serious than I thought it was or than I've heard. So I need to educate myself more about what happened and what's being said happened. Um, but as of right now, I haven't heard enough for me to be like, I'm completely done with Joe Budden. Um, but this is an unfortunate situation to be in. Men out there, don't do nothing that even look like you act in any type of aggressive toward a, a woman. Um, because I think this speaks to, at the very least, a pattern of behavior of making women uncomfortable and giving them room yeah. to have something to complain about, which is something that men should be avoiding at all times, but especially right now. No, don't say, don't say gives them room for something to be, to complain about. Let's, you know, I don't think, it's, okay, because I, I don't think you can, how do I word this correctly? Actually, I don't want to say it gives room. Wording is off, but I'll let you kind of go. I don't think I don't think complaining is the right word, right? Because women are very justified in in the things that they are 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 grieved about, incest about, and upset about, right? And so I don't want to I don't want to use the terminology like complain, which I don't I don't think that's what I don't think you meant it in a in a malicious right. in a malicious way. Um, I think you said I think from what I know you meant is that giving women things to be upset about. There you go. Right? right. Okay, cool. It's, it's, it's important, it's important to, to, to note that. But, um, yeah, man, it's, um, I, I think it really does, it does force us to have the bigger conversation about the, 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 the ways in which men conduct themselves around women, right? And the uncomfortability that women feel um, and I'm not saying that in this particular instance, but the I think men need to be very cognizant about how how much how much sooner the line of uncomfortability starts for women than we perceive in our head. I'll give you a, an honest example and and one of, of and one of a, a moment of honesty. I was sitting at the coffee shop like I like to do. I'm sitting at the coffee shop. As I'm walking to the coffee shop, I got my shades on. As I got my shades on, I see two, um, two, two ladies dressed in, in um, very, in, in ladies dressed in some revealing outfits, right? You know, just looking, looking, looking mighty, mighty attractive, right? Looking, looking. In, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert: This story doesn't end good. Anyway, so, <laughs> so as I, so, I'm walking. I'm walking with my with my with my lady holding hand in hand and I see these 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 women approaching from a distance, right? I wear these so I don't really see very well. So I I didn't see them. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> it's what we call plausible deniability. <laughs> no, so I see these I see these two ladies coming and I look to the side and the the guys that are at the bookstore that I'm going into are staring at these women as they're walking by, right? And they're 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 gawking. They they're gawking. They're not they're they're staring and they're gawking, right? Hard. 
to the point that I walked past them, sat down, and these dudes did not recognize that I was there to the point where their manager had to be like, guys, come on, come, come on. <laughs> like, you guys got gifts. Tighten up. <laughs> For sure. So my, my lady sees that. We laugh about it a little bit. She leaves. I order a coffee. I have a conversation with these gents like, hey, Pimpin, um, you know, humor, 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 banter, banter, banter. I, I get my coffee. As I'm getting my coffee, these same two women walk by again. As these same two women are walking by again, I am mid-coffee sip. I am now subconsciously staring at these women <laughs> as I'm sipping this coffee. Or they've entered your sight trajectory. Who, who's to see that? This is what I like about you because I didn't even know that that's what was happening to me, but I'm going to go with the way you said it. So I'm sipping my coffee, looking in this general vicinity, and they enter my sight... What's the word? What's the word? Peripherals. Yeah. They enter my peripherals. No one's fault. It happens. It's not mine. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault. I know that. So I in this peripheral is these ladies that I have now walked in. In this peripheral, it's my girlfriend looking at me, looking at that peripheral like that. You feel me? How she explains it is that I almost dropped my cup when she saw me walk by. I don't think that that necessarily was the case. All to say, that sparked the conversation that we have between each other where I was, when she was saying that I downplayed what those guys were doing. What I actually said to those guys is, Ayo, um, stuff like, I said, I said, shit like that would make you lose your job, right? And we're, we're, we definitely had a chuckle about it. Then, like, oh, dude, you know, that, that is worth losing a job for. And I did not disagree with them when they said that. And so, we, you know, my girlfriend came through and she said that me laughing with them minimizes and diminishes the and diminishes the 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 the, 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 the dramatic manner in which these men were acting and the uncomfortability that the women on the other side are feeling you know and so it made me have to take a step back and like really realize that that line of uncomfortability at even even I who's drinking coffee innocently and wasn't looking at these women baby um you know what i'm saying like it's still something that you have to um, take into consideration and, and 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 consider now moving that to the Joe Budden thing, right? It's like very very different, you know, very different things, but definitely within the same ballpark of making women uncomfortable. And it's important to not put yourself in a position at all that uh, that even approaches that line. But most importantly, don't put your hands on women, bro. Damn. Yeah, and thank you, man. Thank you for you know. I thought, yeah, I felt that that wording was off the end. I think you did a really good job of explaining kind of what I meant. Um, I think we're in a very difficult moment where, um, whew, boy, did not mean to get this controversial on the first episode, but goddamn, well, here we are. Um, here we are. So the phrase, right, believe all women is a complex one because Nigga, you probably shouldn't believe all anything. But 
what I think needs to happen is that every case, regardless of who is bringing the allegation and who the recipient of the allegation is, needs to be taken seriously, right? Mm. What I think we've seen in the past historically is allegations, especially when it comes from a woman to a man of power or status, not being taken seriously, especially depending on where that woman falls on the spectrum of power and status. Mm -hmm. So I think what we need to do is address those allegations seriously, but seriously means that we need to address them not having already decided that the man is guilty. And we need to address them seriously in the sense that they should be addressed by people whose job it is to address them and not necessarily for us to try these cases in the court of public opinion. So when I hear that something like this is going on, it makes me sad because it probably means Joe did something fucked up. Whether or not he's quote unquote canceled for me will depend on the facts that come out later. But there is no, for me, once you find out for sure that somebody's done that, there is no separating the artists. You support them when you listen to their streams or whatever, all that. Mm. So you're going to have to make a serious decision about where your morals lie in that regard. But I think, like you said, man, that, that line of this moment that we're in of women saying, hey, we feel uncomfortable. Hey, niggas is nasty. Hey, like, this, this shit has been fucked up and y'all are ignoring it. We can leave it up to other people to decide who ends up being right or ends up being wrong. But I think we as men need to first be prepared to do the work and have the conversations amongst ourselves of, okay, niggas, clearly some of us is nasty up in this, you know what I mean? So yeah. how do we change the culture away from, to, to be more protective of women than predatory? And two, like, bro, there was a second one, but it's gone. But niggas, gone. don't, don't, don't be fucking up out here. Bro, you know, it, it's, um, it, it kind of lends to a very interesting phenomenon that happens in South Africa when it comes to the way women react to, um, the way women react to allegations and a growing sentiment that I've, that I've recognized, which is very interesting is that because of just how, um, you know, I agree with you in the sense that there has to be due process that has to be followed, but because of how due process has failed women so, so, so much in the past that the overcompensation of the, the overcompensation of the, of the response to the, the small fraction, uh, yeah, or, or small, small acts of, of, small acts of, of uncomfortability to full-blown heinous acts of sexual predatorial behavior is met with a is met with a a strong sting. Uh, the same the same axes used to cut that across the board, and it's to say that because if you have to put the needle, the needle is now literally on empty. So we have to go to we have to put three hundred in the tank just to be at halfway. You know what I mean. And, and it's a very fascinating thing that 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 I see, and um, it's and I don't think it's it's anybody's place to be able to tell women to to calm down on the way that they they feel to to do that as somebody that has been as somebody that is currently protesting. You know, I I, I don't want anybody to 
to to come at me and tell me how to how to um, express my express my my anger frustrations and plight through my protest and i i see this as a protest that being said um with the joe case man it really is sad it really is sad um i hope i i, I hope the truth is is able to shine its light because as you know the, as a as a black man that's a black man that i find very uh very valuable to the culture to the ecosystem uh one whose mind is definitely focused on on being able to to push forward the, the 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 needle for creatives and things of that nature so um i definitely you know i i hope that's not necessarily the case but i am very interested in what they are looking to do with their podcast i think charlamagne beat them to the punch on that one i think the black uh the black excellence podcast uh, the black Ex- excellence uh black effect network that charlamagne just launched um beat them to the punch on that one uh not unless he owns it he does he owns it 50 percent gotta own it gotta own it he it's a joint venture of 50 50 it's a joint as a 50 50 joint venture yeah that's, a, that's as much ownership as 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 it is it yeah i'd have to check into more more about the deal i mean i'm all for black creatives um but i did think that joe was correct when he addressed charlamagne saying that we're not fighting the same fight so beat him to the punch i don't know if that sounds correct to me but uh, yeah. Yeah. a win for sure for the culture um i'm interested to see who he lines that roster with uh yeah yeah in terms of who fills that space um it's gonna be interesting it's gonna it's definitely gonna be interesting and we support it we support um we support black excellence in that regard we support black black platforms we support black ownership um and so that also is something that's extremely extremely exciting and something that i'm very happy for i think it's been evident that charlemagne's time in at the front of the camera is is reaching its its end not because of his capabilities but i don't think his interests seemingly do not lie to be at the front of the camera anymore and i'm glad that he's building something that's as big and as meaningful to be able to be behind the camera for things that he cares about that's fly to me yeah i mean i i i mean charlemagne has been i've been up and down with charlemagne in the past i was really like tapped in and appreciative of the breakfast club it seemed like between 2000 and like 4 and 2000 and like 16 17 they went on a run of just very important conversations highlighting really important black voices and still doing the hip hop thing justice um it seems like they kind of straight away from that um i know charlemagne was really instrumental in bigging up angela rye um you know to the hip hop community um some of the first conversations i heard with michael eric dyson were on the breakfast club so whatever he does next i hope it is in that direction i hope it is uh actively consciously loudly black in its content not just in its structure um though the structure is a huge win i hope everybody over there from the creators to the mic engineers everybody like that is black and gets paid um yeah man i i'm definitely going to be checking for that and watching that um i'll put, i'll put it like this and this is like and you're talking about you think i think joe would be a better mentor charlemagne would be a better boss 
Uh, yeah. Um, I, it, how much of mentors, how much of being a boss is mentorship to you? If you're to you, you know, well, like, I guess, well, from whose perspective? I'd rather be employed. I'd rather be employed under Charlemagne, and I'd rather be mentored under Joe. Is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. I would That's probably. Right? I would. The mentorship from Joe, and that the space that he occupies, so far from the mainstream, would be valuable to me and what I want to do. Um, but I think that it would, it would, there would probably be more structure, um, more security, more all that under Charlemagne for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I, I think, so we can go a couple places with that conversation. I mean, I think there is more to say for sure about um, women and the treatment of women by black men. Uh, or we can kind of take it in the direction of black creatives and people who both that we look up to, that we acknowledge in the space right now. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, who we are in this moment that we're dealing with right now, COVID, racism, all that. Uh, but also, yeah, we could talk about what's the landscape like as far as content and shit. Let's let's keep it light because we have a lot of episodes and and conversations coming later about um, about about feminism, gender based violence, and 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 uh, woman empowerment. And I don't want to do it justice by skipping over it um, or doing it hastily. I do definitely, and also more importantly, I want to have a woman who is a part of that conversation at the same time too. So if we take it towards the create the creative route. I'll say that some of the flyest creative, um, some of the flyest creative moves that I've seen recently from 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 people of color um, is I definitely am appreciating obviously Jay Z at all times, right? And th and that seems like that's like a cop out, right? Jay Z, <laughs> you can when it comes to a question about black anything, you can almost go to Jay Z for it. But I do definitely think that. Jay and Diddy, what they're doing and building these um these these mega these mega institutions of 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 black content done the right way and black activism activism done the right way is something that I definitely definitely um look up to and I find pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Kevin Hart actually. Yeah, I think both of those are great examples of of what we touched on earlier as far as black capitalism and how that can uh you know the conversation to be had there about whether capitalism can be used as a tool to uplift people um and and the space that it occupies in this moment of revolution of social change um i think you know jay has also just been a pillar to me in terms of like even even when i was hearing different things with that he was saying i think um just his tone and his way of just kind of approaching things, that boss mentality was huge for me just in terms of like my mind state in terms of believing that I could manifest my dreams, believing that, you know, hard work would pay off. Mm -hmm. It didn't hit for me in, you know, the 
the black poster border with the white letters that said challenge with the rock climber shit. It didn't hit for me watching, you know, Top yeah. Gun like it did for a lot of these white boys. Jay was the... Top, top Gun. <laughs> Dirt, dirty Dancing. You know, this is like white 80s movies, but like, you know, for me, what really hit in terms of like, yo, like, what you can take control of your life and be a boss and, and, and you know, even the way that Jay kind of uses image as like, not necessarily like, let me take a bunch of selfies, let me have my face all over the, you know, but like, my image is how I relate to the world. That's something that I've definitely taken from Jay. It's like, you know what I mean? That image doesn't have to be about how I look. It can be about, you know, how I relate to the world, how I want to be, mm. um, and how I can represent who I am on the inside physically. Um, yeah, with art and with, you know, design and stuff like that. So Jay's huge for me. Um, off music, Dave Chappelle, I think it's a huge, like, just creative mm. mind that just, like, you know, is constantly setting off the neurons in my head in terms of thinking bigger and in terms of thinking about things in different ways, about the ways yeah. that nuance can be brought to subjects that seem so black and white, um, the ways that which we can, we do have the, the vocabulary and the emotional range to discuss topics that set people on fire and are so quote unquote triggering in depth and with, with detail, but also with care for people. Um, you know, so Dave has been huge. Who else, man? Kendrick. I see, I see rumblings that Kendrick is back. You know what I'm saying? Actually, and I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you went there because I wanted to ask you, bro, what type of Just Kendrick a sec. do we... What type of Kendrick... Siri got to chill. What type of Kendrick do we think we're going to get? Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I... I think it's going to be basic. Well, Kendrick, I... I get, I kind of get the sense that it might be, he might not try and do too much on the political side too. Um, but I don't, I really don't, I don't need it to be that, you know what I mean? Um, and this is part of the conversation that I wanted to continue about, uh, about women and, and violence. And as I get further into like, you know, checking out who is doing the work, you know what I mean? As I get further into looking into the activists and organizers, and authors and writers um, and creatives, uh, journalists that are that are doing this work. I need that less and less from my musical artists. You know what I mean? I love Kendrick for carrying that torch uh, with "To Pimp a Butterfly." Um, I love you know how holistic a view into the life of a black boy Good Kid, Mad City gave. But the more as I find these other people who are inspiring with the work that they do directly in these social areas, the less I need my artists to make that, for me to get that from that, to be reassured that that is happening and people are thinking this way. Yeah. Um, so if I just get some smooth dot, but it's lyrically there and the production is there, then I won't be disappointed if it's not a, if it's not a March album. If y'all want, want some rap to March to, go check out Bobby Sessions, nigga. That nigga been putting out a mixtape after mixtape of Black Revolution. Mm -hmm. That shit is literally called Revolution, my nigga. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, go get that. He explains Bobby, it in the hook. He explains it many, in many hooks, nigga. Go get that shit. <laughs> which, which album does Kendrick have to be better than? Like, which, if we had to, like, guess, which album does he definitely have to beat? What, what's, his, what's his competition album in terms, of, in terms of reclaiming him as the king of hip-hop? 
Um, it's like which team would LeBron have to beat in the playoffs to be considered the king of the NBA? This is interesting because there are there are a few answers. I mean, you you could you could reestablish. Oh, damn, this sounds like hate. Big Sean's album wasn't bad, but you could reestablish how far you are above Big Sean Big and Sean? the artists. Nah, no, nah, don't do that. Don't do that to Big Sean. Because that's, that that's, what, that's what, if you listen, that's kind of what Damn was. Damn was like kind of a more quintessential hip hop album, you know, with tracks like Love and, um, you know, uh, DNA, uh, Humble, you know what I mean? Uh, that kind of, that other artists might attempt a Damn. Other artists are not going to attempt to pimp a butterfly, right? But, mm. Mm. so I think he could make another album that sets him apart from the mainstream artists in that regard. Like, I can do this mainstream stream shit still better than y'all, even after being quiet for two years. But what I don't think what we're going to get, but what I would like is for Kendrick to be, like, low-key checking this vibe that Griselda's getting with this dark shit and be like, <laughs> y'all like dark production? Y'all like, y'all like menacing bars? Y'all like, you know, just like, Chopping up beats. Hip hop. Hip hop. Yes. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Give me no. drown me in hip hop. Oh, all drown right. me in hip hop. That's what it is, dude. I think like you said everything you needed to say. I get it, bro. Drown me in hip hop, please. I don't give a fuck if you bring Terrace Martin in it. Them dudes just did that dinner party album, Terrace Martin. Uh, Kamai Washington, yeah. uh, Fly Low, all them dudes have worked with KDOT and they, they know how to put on some quality shit. And so it's like, for sure, like go all the way hip hop with it. And I'd love to see that. Yeah, man. It's, a, it's incredible just to, like going back through his discography, it's like, well, what kind of album would I like? Like, if you look back through his discography, especially if you go back to section 80 and um, some of the stuff but from around that time too, it's like a lot of what you would want is a, another version of that, right? Um, mm -hmm. The only thing he hasn't really done is just give us just hip hop, just bars, nigga. Don't hip hop, hop. Just hip -hop. hop. No structure of <laughs> songs, you know what I mean? Let some songs not have a hook, not have a chorus, you know what I mean? Bars. You don't gotta do these switch ups, just go in. We'll see what we get. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. When I, whenever I think of Kendrick, though, as, as a, um, at the forefront of hip-hop that matches my mind state, of modern hip-hop that matches my mind state, right, um, I'm always reminded heavily of Nip, man. And if we want to talk about, you know, people in the space that, you know, really have spoken to my experience, shaped my experience, you know what I mean? And yours as well, I know, maybe a bit had a drop Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the wall. I explained it on the wall. He explained it on the wall. Yeah, No, for sure. And I was actually, it's funny you say that because I was going to say, I think Victory Lap is the, Victory Lap is the barometer. Um, and I think that definitely give me something that's hip hop. But if it, if, if you're not going that hip hop route, then, Beat or meet Victory Lab, or beat, beat or meet Victory Lab. I think I think that's that's it. I mean, his verse on dedication on Victory Lab, Kendrick's verse on dedication on Victory Lab. That's you know that's that's 
that's that's incredible 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 and that and if he has that in store then i'd love to hear an album of of, of that type of consciousness also i i, I dig some schoolboy q ratchet beats you know artistic odd take on hip-hop i'll take that yeah definitely with anderson pack features and scissor scissor features isaiah rashad ad-libs <laughs> like I'll, I'll take it a drake hook i'll take all of it bars bring us far <laughs> for sure for yeah sure. Uh, you know, another another mm-hmm. person whose journey has been real interesting to me, I think, is um, Meek. You know, Meek's music has always hit me in a different way. Uh, I love, you know, just the story, um, seeing what he was able to do coming out of the Free Meek movement, out of the kind of prison reform, um, you know, directly having an impact on his life. And I'm still interested to see, you know, what his next project is like. Um, something tells me he may have kind of reverted just to more just talking about what he was talking about before, but that music always slapped to me, so I'm here for that. But he's one of the people that I'm continuing to watch as hip hop evolves, man. Um, yeah, but also Championships is another one of those albums you put next to Victory Lap in terms of the albums that K Dot would have to to match in 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 regards to impact and quality. Yeah. And I think that speaks to, and I think, you know, down the line, what I would like for this podcast to be a part of is, you know, hip hop is hip hop is aging. We're seeing, you know, something it being done. The Nas album, right, just dropped at a high level by folks that are continuing to age. Um, and by hip hop, I don't necessarily just mean rap, but I mean that spirit of, you know, inclusivity of of style of, you yeah. know, bending the bending the system to match the creation uh, and not the, not the opposite, you know what I mean? Um, of supporting the creator of community, if I didn't say that yet already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this show is hip-hop at its core. As much as we might talk sure. about serious things, as much as we might, you know, mm-hmm. um, blend so many other elements of comedy and, and, and you know, uh, politics or whatever, the show is hip hop at the end of the day, man. It's, it's hip hop. It's music, it's hip hop in the spirit. Um, and so, yeah, man, I think that's something incredible to watch. You know, Jay's 444, Nas's most recent album, um, the shit that Black Thought continues to do, the shit that Royce is doing, um, mm-hmm. you know, even Charlemagne. Like, you're, you're seeing uh, hip hop age and grow. Right age, gracefully. Yeah. In some ways, yeah, very gracefully. You know, I want to be a part of that and bring you know the people along for the ride, man. For the ups and downs, for the for the for the slow jams and the and the dance songs mm-hmm. and the you know all that, man. We want y'all to rock with us through all of that. Um, Hip hop forever. Okay. What what a better way to put a bow on it? You know, want to want you to rock with us through all them all them things and you know hip hop hip hop forever. I couldn't have I couldn't have put it a better way. You know, and I think. In terms, I think this first episode that we did now is a perfect way of covering everything that we could, will potentially talk about. Next week, I want to address how um, some controversial, how white folks don't like to talk about the black plight. We'll get to that one next week. But, you know, in terms of a first episode, I'm very happy with 
the tone that this that this episode came out in i'm very happy of the 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 ease of of communication in it and the the topics and what better way to end it than hip-hop forever and i think that's a great first episode name y'all hear that send it back send it back man um yes so man yeah just to just to in conclusion bro like this is speaking to that transparency aspect, right? I think that we have conversations about what we got in the stash, um, how to put this out. Uh, and I want to bring those conversations live to, you know, the pod. So on the next episode, you might hear us talk about a little bit about this episode, reference it. Definitely, definitely mm-hmm. talk about any comments or anything that y'all drop and leave. Um, but yeah, man, yo, so if you, if you support this, if you, if you heard anything, something, that you fuck with, something that you want to hear more about. Um, like, subscribe, follow, check for us. Um, Please. Yeah, man, for sure. Comment, comment, comment. Um, tell us what you think, uh, publicly or privately. All feedback is, like, more than welcome. Um, mm-hmm. Because none of these conversations are done. We, I, we have more to say about all of this shit. Um, and I think that this episode, in in including its tone, including, you know, everything we touched on, the little introductions, um, is perfect in its imperfections, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. We're, everything, that we, everything that we're starting to put out is, is us, I think, realizing that, you know, we might have something um, and that, you know, we'll see if y'all fuck with it. I mean, for me, the vision of this ultimately all the way live is really all the way live for us to be able to do this live, for us to be able to yeah. talk to y'all, you know what I'm saying? Um, have y'all comment in real time, mm-hmm. whatever. Had a little heart stream floating up on the side, like the versus battle, like all of that shit, you know? I want people sharing music in the comments, um, all of that, bro. So yeah, this is this is, this is is ongoing. You are into something early. Um, that's very special, I think, so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, bro. So, hey, bro. I think so too. We know you have entirely too many choices. Uh, when it comes to podcasts these days, but we appreciate you rocking with All The Way Live, man. Live mm-hmm. in the sense that we are celebrating life, live in the sense that we are celebrating Black people, Black life, um, and live mm-hmm. in the sense that you are hearing us work this shit out in real time. We are, we are, you are hearing our thoughts, damn near off the dome, man, really bearing it, being, honest, uh, being vulnerable. So, like that, peace, water, we don't.